Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here. Coming up on this week's show, we'll have a review of Carnival Conquest. And standing by on the line is Mr. James Whitaker. His company, Green Tech Group, is proposing an idea to build a sky bridge between the pier and the cruise ship in Grand Cayman. It's a cable car system, and it's really, really cool. So we'll talk to him in just a couple of seconds. Before we get to Mr. Whitaker, do you want to tell you about Cruise Radio News, our daily Cruise Radio News podcast, just like this is. Uh, just search Cruise Radio News in iTunes or Stitcher Radio Network. Just quick hits of the news. Very, very fast stuff there. So with that said, James Whitaker is the CEO of Green Tech Group, and he joins us on the line to talk to us about installing a cable car concept in Grand Cayman. So this concept is really cool. So first off, James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Doug. Thank you for being here. Now, before we uh, get to the cable car concept, catch us up to speed and give us the background on the Green Tech Group, your company. The Green Tech Group is a group of companies, uh, each of which do various products and services within the sustainability world. So one of our companies designs and builds uh, green, energy-efficient um, homes and buildings. Another company uh, within our group is a renewable energy company, so we specialize in wind and solar uh, design and installation. And another one of our companies is a sustainability services company, so it does lead certification. In fact, we're the only lead for homes providers in the Caribbean region, and uh, we do consulting. Uh, we do Green Globe certification. We do carbon emissions reduction certification. So it sounds like your company is well-versed in the sustainability field. So before we talk about the cable car concept that you're proposing, just tell us why can't they build a just a normal cruise pier in Grand Cayman? Well, where the cruise pier would have to go here in Grand Cayman, which is right in Hogside Bay, uh, we have pristine uh, snorkeling and diving. We have some of uh, the rarest uh, uh, reefs there in the world. Um, so it is a pristine um, environmental um, area, and to uh, put a cruise facility would mean that we would have to destroy uh, that entire area in order to put the cruise facility. So uh, there would be some significant environmental damage. Um, now, there's a mitigation that's been proposed where um, taking up of those acres upon acres of uh, rare corals, and in some cases only indigenous uh, to, to Cayman, and moving them elsewhere, but uh, the likelihood of that, you know, being highly successful is uh, a bit risky. And uh, I think at $70 million, it's quite expensive as well. So um, it's because it's a very, very environmentally sensitive area. Where the ships are anchoring right now, are they touching the coral reef at all? Uh, where the ships currently dock now is about a quarter of a mile off the port, and it's outside of that rare uh, reef area there. Okay. Um, so that area is typically sandy bottom or mm-hmm. corals that have been destroyed over many, many years. So typically there's not anything alive in that belt where the current cruise ships uh, tend to um, Your design that your company came up with is a cable car system. I automatically think of like the old cable car system at Disney World or at a ski resort where you load up and it takes you from point A to point B. So talk to us about the design and how this concept came about. Well, the cable car systems, there are various levels of it. So you've got your basic cable car system, which will be kind of what you'd see at a ski resort. And then you've got uh, your cable car systems that are really designed for urban transit, which is more like what the Cayman Skybridge concept is. You know, it's quite an advanced cable car system systems by cable car standards. Um, as far as for how the idea came about, um, we've been looking at a redevelopment of the Georgetown area, the capital of Cayman, um, since 2012. 
And part of any good urban redevelopment plan requires us to have um, transit and a very effective transit plan. And you can't really address transit unless you address 2 million passengers coming off the cruise dock. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, we started really looking at the dock as something that we had to include as part of uh, the Georgetown redevelopment plan. So that for us is how uh, it came about, a solution for the current cruise uh, facility. How would the cable car system be set up? Would it be a piling system from the pier to where the cruise ship is? So essentially what you have is you have a north terminal and a south terminal, the ability to berth up to four Oasis-class ships. And on each terminal, there's actually a receiving terminal and a departure terminal. And so what we've done is think of a traditional pier, except the whole middle piece of it is missing. And that's what the cable cars are used to transit. Well, that whole middle piece is where all of the coral and all the snorkeling and diving is. Um, so we don't have to dredge the reefs. Uh, what we simply do is we take people from the existing port to the area where the cruise ships now currently drop their anchor. Mm-hmm. And we transit them from that location to the port. Um, it means that we are going to put down uh, permanent piers uh, in the water depth going from about 40 feet to 70 feet where the cruise ships currently drop anchor, where we don't have the environmental damage. So we have a permanently fixed pier that they can dock to. And then we transit them from that pier to the port up and over the reef systems. How long of a ride would that take from the pier to the ship? It's about three minutes. And how many people can you do an hour? Uh, we can do 20,000 passengers per hour in the current configuration. Nice. And the way the cable cars are set up, how many people can fit in each car? 15 passengers per car. Wow, 15 people. That's so cool. How has the reception been from the Port Authority and the cruise lines? Well, what we've done is we've tried to get a lot of support for it here locally. So we've actually been meeting with stakeholders here locally, people from the business sector, uh, people from the environmentalist sector, people who run the cruise tenders, um, and then the local government as well. So we've spent the majority of our time getting local support, the majority of which we, we feel like we have good support locally between all the sides. So our next um, our next action here now is to actually get our team and present to the FCCA and the cruise lines to get their feedback on the concept. And we're hoping to do that next month. And if all goes well, how long of a process, like how long would it take to construct this Skyway Bridge? 18 months, about half the time it would take to build a traditional pier, which is about three years. A lot of the people in the Facebook group were asking about this uh, as far as the salt water and the corrosion of the cables. Is there like a special sealant you would put on there to protect the cables and the carts? Because the salt water can be brutal to anything outside. Right. Well, the good part is these systems have been used over large bodies of salt water for many decades very, very successfully. And the cable car system uh, themselves, all the materials, so for example, the cars will be a, a composite, um, all the metals will be galvanized. Um, you know, we build ships out of metal, so these things can be done to, uh, you know, withstand the elements. Um, all of the, the buildings will be Category 5 rated. Um, in a storm, all of the cable cars actually are stored away in the terminals. The only thing exposed are the lines, the terminals, and the piers. So they, they're also engineered to withstand the elements. So um, we've designed a system to be able to withstand the hot, humid, salty environment. And they, as I said, the good part is that's actually been done in many other jurisdictions around the world, um, including in places where they have salt water, you know, humidity, and storms, uh, particularly in Asia. They call them typhoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and these have been done for, for many, many decades at this point. This is a pretty big undertaking. Uh, what kind of budget is in mind? Um, we have a budget of $170 million, and we think that everything can be built in that budget. If listeners want to see photos and renderings, uh, where could they go? They can go to our website, www 
greentech.ky and go to projects and they can click on the Cayman Skybridge and they can read all about it and see the images of it. Very nice. We'll also link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with James Whitaker. He's the CEO of Green Tech Group. Thanks for being on the show, my friend, and have a good evening. Thank you very much. Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through cruisingexcursions.com. Why cruising excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zipline in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, doug at cruiseradio.net. We'll get you on the show and talk all about your vacation. John Shallow and his family just returned from a five-night Caribbean cruise aboard Carnival Conquest out of Port Everglades, and John joins us this evening on the line. Hello, John. Hi, Doug. How you doing? Good, my friend. Now, before we step foot aboard Carnival Conquest, let's take a step back and tell us, why did you want to sail Carnival Conquest? Well, we were looking for a five-night cruise or around that, you know, a short, short cruise out of Florida for the family because we were looking also for the rate mm-hmm. as well. So that actually fit in there. Nice. Uh, how so many family members up. did you have traveling? <laughs> There were five of us. Five of you? Okay. Very nice. So uh, getting from – you live in Tampa, so you had to get to Port Everglades. Did you just make the drive over, or how would you get there? Yeah, we drove over actually the day before, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up staying at a hotel at the Embassy Suites, and we stayed there the night before. Did you park your car at the Embassy Suites, or did you park at the pier? We actually parked the car at Embassy Suites. They okay. have a – you can actually pay each night just to park your car there. You don't even have to get a package. Cool. Is it uh, cheaper than the port? Yes, Okay. By far. I think it was it was actually $7, I think. Oh, night. yeah. It's like half the price of the port. Very nice. So you make your way to Port Everglades, to the Carnival Conquest cruise terminal. How was embarkation for you? It went pretty smooth. I mean, we actually went there a little early, so there was a little bit of a line, but I don't think it was anything out of the ordinary. How long would you say it took you from the curb till you were on the ship? Probably an hour. Okay. Not bad. What, what time did you get there? I think it was like 11.30, 12. Okay, yeah. Honestly, peak time pretty much. You walk on the ship. What were your first impressions? It looked like a brand new ship. You know, knowing that it wasn't brand new, we were just impressed how beautiful it was and how well-maintained it was. What did your kids think when they walked on? They were just like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's such a big ship. And it, like I said, it, it looked like it was brand new. Yeah. Uh, just really, really impressed. Nice. So you make your way through the ship. You go to your stateroom. Uh, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of it? We actually had two interiors, actually one interior and one outside, mm-hmm. and uh, they were great. The inside was a little smaller than I actually thought it would be, but it was really nice. Plenty of space for the wife with the luggage and everything? Yeah, you know, there's plenty of closet space, uh, hanger space, and, uh, and drawers. It was really perfect. So we had two different rooms, but it worked out fine. What deck were you on? Actually one, because we booked it so late in the season. What is that, Riviera? 
Yeah, Riviera. Nice. Okay, very good. So let's talk about the food then aboard Carnival Conquest. Let's start at the Lido Deck area and work our way down. So what were your impressions of the Lido Deck dining? Lido Deck's great. I mean, our favorite is, of course, the Blue Ghana Cantina. I love the breakfast burritos there and, of course, the lunch. My son has the first time he's ever had it, and he's a foodie like me, and uh-huh. we just ate there like every day because it's just so great. And uh, it's, it caught on, and he started eating there every morning. Then, of course, the fish and chips area on top, which a lot of people don't know about. And he loves seafood, so we went there as well. And the fish and chips were amazing. The ceviche, the oysters, fried oysters, just really, really awesome. And, of course, there is the Guy's Burger Joint on there, too. Uh, what, did you, what did you and your kids think of Guy's Burger Joint? They loved it. I was, I was, you know, of course, I was raving about it because one of the reasons we booked this ship was because it had the Fun Ship 2.0 upgrades. Uh, it was between this and another ship that actually hasn't had it yet. And so when it came down to it, I said, well, we got this ship. It was actually going to be a little bit longer. Instead of being a three- or four-night cruise, it would actually be five and a new ship. So when we actually were able to book this at the last minute, we just were thrilled. So when we got on board and tried Guy's Burger Joint, it was everything that I had said it was. So they were just were raving about it. I think I would marry a Guy's Burger. It's so good. <laughs> It really is. And then, you know, all the toppings, that's what's amazing is, you know, you don't go to a normal burger place and have all this amazing toppings. That's just so impressive to have peppers and onions and mushrooms and all these wonderful things. And everything's always perfect. Yeah. If you go to like a Five Guys, you have to pay for all that extra stuff. So, yeah, it's totally awesome there. Uh, making our way down to the main dining room, what type dining did you have? What time? We had fixed dining, and we ended up getting it changed from late because, like I said, we booked it later in the cruise, and we were kind of waitlisted. And uh, the first night, we were late, and then the rest of the cruise, we were early. Okay. Very Uh, nice. And what are your thoughts of the food? The food's amazing. You know, uh, they've changed their menu in different ways as far as the the different offerings, and we just found it just wonderful. If you have any problems, if you just something's not to your liking, uh, especially having kids. We had three kids with us. If they didn't like something, they would change it immediately. And, of course, they got to – the waiter's just amazing. They get to know your taste and likes and dislikes, and they adjust as needed. What was your favorite course or your favorite meal in the uh, dining room? Oh, Wow. Lobster. I'd have to say, um, well, that's a trick question. <laughs> yeah, I love their prime rib. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can't go wrong with the the lobster and the prime rib, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was that was really a, just wonderful. I'm trying to think of some other stuff. Well, while you're thinking about that, let's talk about the taste bar. Did you stop by at the taste bar at all during your evening? Yeah, I'm trying to think exactly what we had the the one night. They had, yeah, I tried, I can't remember exactly what I had, but we did try it. And because I was, of course, raving about that. We did what we were looking for the sushi, but they don't have the sushi on there. The taste bar replaced the sushi. But yeah, we we tried that. It was some, it's just awesome. Actually, I'm trying to think exactly what it was. It was some kind of, it was Mexican night. Sorry, I can't tell you exactly. Well, what you know what? Next time we interview you, we'll have to do it while you're on the cruise so you can remember this stuff because you're having a hard time today, I can see. Um, but no, no worries. Let's talk about entertainment aboard Carnival Conquest. What did you think about the entertainment? And let's start with the playlist productions and then work our way out from there. The playlist productions were amazing. Actually, it's one of the things I wanted to tell you about is just a, just awesome. I mean, the shows literally blew us away. There was the Latin Nights and also another one during the week, and just was just amazing. The whole family loved it. We actually went to both of them as a family. And, you know, a lot of times you can't do that. Uh, the shows just – the kids really don't get into it. Um, the kids were actually just as excited as we were, and um, so I can't say enough. Just, just a must-do for any Carnival Cruiser and even with families. That's cool. How about entertainment around the ship outside of the theater? 
Um, just, you know, one of the things this, I was really focused on as a family was the Susapalooza parade and story mm-hmm. time. That's just something we chose to do. And we actually got in the parade and did the whole parade <laughs> from the back of the ship to the front and then did the story time in the theater. And that was just awesome. It might not be something for adults, you know, just adults only or couples. But of course, as a family, it was just amazing. Can't say enough about it. Uh, the kids, you know, actually came home and we're still talking about it, saying Dr. Seuss on the loose. And I was about to say... This- Please tell me you were screaming, Dr. Seuss is on the loose going down the promenade. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going to tell you, I actually had my banner and I had a, a whistle, I think, and I was going through there and we were just making all kinds of noise. And my wife had, a, I think, a flag and we were just going there making all kinds of noise and just loved it. So you see, I've, I actually saw it before and I did, you know, but it's totally different when you have your family with you. So it's a, definitely a must do. And it, it, it was a highlight for the whole family. Good to see you screaming down the promenade sober for once. Um, moving on here let's talk about sea days on the ship Uh, a big thing that defines a cruise ship is how it behaves during sea days as far as the flow of traffic both inside and out so how was the sea days for you well there was we had one sea day it was it was great the ship just is so smooth the weather was perfect which was great you know just never know in July what you're going to get. But we've had perfect weather the whole cruise and the ship handled perfectly. Uh, really smooth. Even on deck one, you know, just really solid. So I can't complain. It was really enjoyable. How about uh, the outside area as far as was there enough chairs for everybody to sit in? And did, the, did the kids enjoy the water park? Yeah, you know, the, the kids loved it. They've got the one slide there that, you know, my youngest daughter just was the first thing she just wanted to be on that slide and she loved it to death. And the, the pools were nice and clean and enjoyable. As far as the sea days, as far as the, the seating wasn't bad, you know, just like any other time, you know, they can get crowded, but it wasn't in the extreme to find a, a seat. Uh, it was monitored. And if you kept your stuff there too long, they would take it away or if need be. So it was just it was ran smoothly. Very nice. OK. And did your kids take part of the kids program at all, like uh, as far as Camp Carnival? Our youngest did. Our She's seven, and she, we did the night owls one time, and they actually have parties at night, pretty much in the evenings. And then we did, we opted for the parties at night. You can pay a little extra, and they give them a goodie bag, and they have stuffed animals and different goodies in the bag. And, then of course, there's uh, like a party. So and you can pick them up. But usually it's from like 10 till midnight, sometimes up until 1. The older ones didn't really do much. They just really stuck with us, and we went to the shows and, and enjoyed the ship. Very nice. Uh, what ports did you hit on this sailing? We actually went to Half Moon Cay, uh, Grand Turk, and NASA. Nice. Very cool. Uh, what was your favorite one? You know, uh, I think Half Moon Cay. The whole family just thought it was amazing. It was so beautiful, you know, taking the tender in, and we wanted to spend a lot longer there. Yeah. Grand Turk, though. I mean, you got to love Grand Turk. Yeah, Grand Turk is like right right below it. I mean, and, and you know, depending on the weather, you could switch those back and forth you yeah. know, as far as they're both really, really, they're both awesome. How was the weather on the sailing for you? The weather was amazing, the whole, the whole cruise. And getting back to the ports, if you don't want me saying, I just, one thing that really appealed to us was these ports. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a five-night cruise to have a sea day, Half Moon K and Grand Turk is just, just awesome. You don't, sometimes you don't find that on a seven-night cruise. And so finding out a great fun ship 2.0 ship for five nights just was perfect for us. You know, it's funny you say that because you normally on a five-night sailing, you don't see Grand Turk at all. I mean, like, if you take Carnival Sunshine out of Cape Canaveral on a five-night, you'll hit Half Moon K, Freeport, and Nassau. You won't go anywhere near Grand Turk. So, yeah, what a what an awesome experience to check out Grand Turk because um, I love that port, especially Jack Shack down there on oh. the end there. Good time and we, there. Uh, we definitely went there because uh-huh. uh, the girls were sitting by the right 
right uh, right on the beach we had chairs and everything was easy. It wasn't congested at all. We were they were having fun in the water and me and my son walked down to Jack Shack and had some jerk chicken. Uh-huh. I'd visited one other time and just was so uh, awestruck by the food. And so I definitely wanted to go back, and it was just just as good as any other time. So and I keep telling people, you want the best. Really, I, I tried to bring my wife down there, but she was a little too comfortable. Nice. Um, <laughs> but you know, just for the best, for the best, you know, jerk chicken, and and even the even the beach there, because I was telling the whole saying the whole time, I said, look how awesome this meal is. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, definitely highly recommend that. It's only about a ten minute walk uh, right from the pier. People think it's too far, but. You must do go there. Nice. Uh, before we close out here, John, I want to go back to your stateroom. You mentioned that you had two staterooms. Uh, you had an interior and an ocean view because uh, you had your whole family going. Did it work out good having the, the kids in one room and you and the wife in the other room? Actually, we kind of split it up, actually, um, which wasn't that bad because they actually, they actually had to be on the other side. We really booked it last minute. So it was a little, little unorthodox, but it worked out just fine. Okay, um, yeah. All right. Well, in closing here, John, uh, any been there, done that tips for either Carnival Conquest or going to Grand Turk or any of the ports you went to? One of the highlights of the cruise that I want to tell you about was, uh, and it was new to us, was the cooking demo. Mm-hmm. I've never been to a, on the Conquest. They had a cooking demo. So I figured we'd go check it out. It was up in the steakhouse up on top. And what surprised me was I thought it was just me another, you know, regular cooking demonstration. But they actually... Not only do you watch them cook it, they give you the recipes of everything you see, the demonstration, the cooking demonstration, but they also give you a taste of everything, Oh wow! which I've, I've never seen that before ever. So I thought that was amazing because a lot of times you're just uh, almost tortured by smelling all this garlic and wine and just <laughs> whatever, whatever wonderful things they're cooking in front of you. And here they actually gave you a taste, and it was just amazing Every, for, for the, everything you saw them cook. So it was a real treat. There was no charge or anything, and I just thought it was wonderful. So definitely a must-do. Uh, hopefully they keep doing that on other ships. Of course, the Blue Guana Cantina, the breakfast burrito. A lot of people don't realize that you can get breakfast there. You can also get lunch, so it's a must-do as well. And, of course, you know, the green eggs and ham, I don't know if we talked on that, but the green eggs and ham breakfast is so worth it. You know, it's a $5 charge, and we actually signed up for it. Uh, at the cooking demonstration, you can schedule. I think we had two different seating times, and the characters are there. They do they dance around. It was just a great, great experience for only five dollars. The food was amazing, and of course, you can't beat the Das Pursuits theme. Yeah, I would pay five dollars just to see Thing One, Thing Two, and Lorax. <laughs> Definitely, you know, and awesome. you know, I mean, I, when and I know you. I mean, when, any chance to jump running around, you know, and, and get a mimosa? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, count me in. <laughs> Doesn't matter what time it is. Exactly. Sign me up. Uh, okay, cool, John. Well, final thoughts on Carnival Sunshine. I'll give you the last word here. Definitely a must do. I mean, the five night itinerary is great for families. You can't beat the pricing. Even in July, it wasn't crowded. The weather was great, and of course, if you can get. The itinerary with Half Moon K, Grand Turk, and NASA, you know, definitely do it. So highly recommend it. We've been talking with John Shallow of CruiseAddicts.com. If you want to find out any more about Carnival Conquest or some photos, we'll link to Cruise Addicts in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. John, my friend, welcome home, and uh, thanks for being on the show. You are so awesome, Doug. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.